What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. This is episode 018. So all you perverts at home, our podcast is barely legal. Just barely. (laughs) She's 18. Grow up so fast, don't they? I guess you've only been on board since... I don't know. When did you start? Episode... Oh, feels like a, <laughs> it feels like a long, long time ago. Whenever I mean, it technically, was. you were on you're on the original Ozone Run because you did come on as a guest, and now you you just became a part of this dysfunctional family. Ozone. Oh family. hell yeah! Couldn't have got out of here quicker. But <laughs> he's free. I'm I'm like I'm like his Corey and Trevor. <laughs> what the hell? I'm trying to look look up denim radio and Spotify is trying to make me uh. Update. But who wants to do that? So episode twelve, you started. That was when Bruno and Cynthia came on. So you've been you've been staying busy. Even our one, yeah. like just you and I talking. Uh, got a, got a few listens and got people commenting and chirping us for the shit that we say that's not even close to accurate. But you know what? It's our right to spew nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, never fear. We got ourselves a guest for this episode. And Ty's a little bit sleepy. I put him to work. He just uh, got back from his four-day banger with Upside Down Man and the interior BC. You wanna? Are you allowed to talk about what happened? I mean, you bring your wife with you, so nothing too bad happens. But <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a banger for sure. It was great. We did Penticton and Revelstoke, Salmon Arm, and then Barrier BC. We played some really cool venues. Uh, one that stood out in particular was a place called Solid Urban Studio and Salmon Arm. And it's kind of like a shop, a wood shop uh, space where a guy, he makes like countertops and stuff out of concrete. And he's like very artistic kind of builder. So he's got a big shop and then a huge open area uh, for shows. And yeah, there's a lot of wood in there it smells nice like wood and the sound in there was really good with a minimal sound system and yeah it was a really great time we were all pulling up to the show and it was super black and dark out on the highway and upside down man told me they were like oh when we were driving here like we were kind of looking at the road and and thinking who the fuck is going to come out here for a show and i think that's kind of how everybody felt because you know it's a smaller town and and uh you just never know. It was our first time playing there, but a, enough people came that it was a great time. You know, the place was pretty much full, and it was a great show with some other really cool bands. Shout out to Knox and and Best Friend Review. Yeah, so 
a lot of a lot of stuff happened. Uh, I'm sure I'll dole out some little nuggets of stories over the next few episodes. But you know, we made it back. We made it back. I'm sure there was a gratuitous male nudity and uh, <laughs> at least at least at least male fans. Was there bums? Believe out? it. Believe it or not, there were bums out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we had our first locker room experience together because we went to the hot springs in uh, just outside of Rebel Spokes. So there was some bums out in the locker room that day for sure. <laughs> I know I got a. I got the high end denim account got tagged in a some shirtless upside down man <laughs> picture in the hot springs, and I was like, I was like, do I have to? You're like, no, I just wanted you to embrace it see it in all its glory <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i didn't share that one but uh the, guy, the boys look good but you had to look at it i did oh yeah i couldn't I, look I, away it was like a, a train wreck <laughs> good looking band good looking band <laughs> that's good so what was the final tally from cds to tapes did you guys win final tally of cds to tapes well i bought one from upside down man and we sold one CD, and then we gave away about five CDs for various reasons, you know, one to a radio station and one to a friend of ours and stuff like that. Gave Will a few CDs, you know. And uh, so I'd say it was probably a tie. I'll have to ask Scotty or Kaylina if they sold any CDs. I think it was a two-way tie for last. <laughs> People weren't buying the physical merch on that tour? Uh, we we all actually did sell quite a bit of merch, but nobody bought the physical music on this tour. Huh. Lots of merch, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. With with us, we don't we barely ever sell CDs anymore. It's the same as you, it's like someone's interested in a CD. I mean, you do sell the odd one here and there, but it's kind of like you're interested in having that CD. You have a way to play it. Fucking just take it. <laughs> Give exactly. Us a, give us a donation of a toonie and you can have it just because we want somebody listening and enjoying the, the CD. Yeah. But. As musicians, you know, we're not always the best at promoting our our stuff at shows either. You know, try to we try to get on the mic and say, oh, you know, go buy our CD, go buy our tape. But, uh, you know, it was our first time playing some of these places. And I think a lot of more people are going to be listening to us now. Uh, whether it's online or if they want to buy tapes from us on our Facebook pages or through the record label, I guess would be the way to do it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still getting used to this whole record label thing. <laughs> Go to high end. You don't have anything of yours. To you don't yet. have it yet, but we'll we'll, we'll get, get there. Okay. You know, we we don't do this. We don't do this for the money. Obviously, it was a four days. Four days we were hemorrhaging money. Okay, so it's not for the money. It's for the love of the game. Yeah, for sure. But it, but it sure is nice when you come home with. It few bucks in your pocket for financing more of your your crazy endeavors as a band you know i don't have a lot of money of my own to throw into the band anymore so it's nice that to know that our band it's like okay we need a hotel we need gas oh band band can cover that so at least it's not you know we're not quitting our day jobs but we're not uh working out a shit ton of money anymore because you know that's just how it is sometimes you know (laughs) when you go out it's like there's no, there's, there's no money in the coffers. So if you want, no. if you want a burger, it's uh, you're buying that yourself <laughs> with your own money. But. Yeah, yeah, and you're out there trying to sell those t-shirts. Did you get any uh, like per diems or anything, or uh, any sort of guarantees with these? Like they at least offer you 
you know, a nacho plate or something? Or was it, because you played lots of like, it sounds like it was a strange venue in Salmon Arm and then you played a Legion, so. Yeah, yeah, we did get a guarantee in one of the three gigs. Um, but everybody was very generous. All the venues were very generous because, you know, there was a Thursday show that had a, you know, a Thursday turnout. It's kind of hit and, hit and miss when you're a band that's playing in a city for the first time. So they ostensibly have no idea who you are. And it's on a Thursday night. That's a pretty tough sell. Uh, so the, the, Venues were generous. You know, they threw us a little scritch under the chin here and there. They gave us some drinks for free. And we got the door. We got the door from every other show except for the one where we had the guarantee. But there's lots of accommodation towards the bands and uh, people being helpful. And, like, the one guy waived his fee as sound guy because we when we went to the show in Penticton on the Thursday, uh, it was a really, really cool venue called The Hub on Martin in Penticton. Penticton, and they're looking to book, book more punk shows because the staff there likes punk. But uh, they waived they waived a fee that the for the sound guy. The sound guy worked for free that night because uh, you know it wasn't the biggest turnout, and and he he liked our band. But uh, they have like a beautiful eighty thousand dollar sound system at that bar, and it's all up on the stage. They have a house kit there that is a really good kit. So you walk in and everything's already set up. There's like two double Marshall stacks, one on each side. It's like way too much amp for the area. So we just plugged one of them in on each side. But it, I could, I can't say enough about how great all the venues were, including the last one that I haven't mentioned, which is the Legion and Barrier. So thanks to the Legion and all the venue people. Drinking out the Legion. I like liquor and whores. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of... I think the only Legion I've actually played... I've played all kinds of halls and shit, but I think the only actual like Royal Canadian Legion I played was the one in Lethbridge. I don't think I played in one anywhere else. That I'm just kind of racking my brain because I mean, everybody plays Legions, but I just I think that was the only one. Maybe that I don't think they're as common. Like I know before, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, everyone was playing Legions, but I don't hear about it as much. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was a throwback for sure to the days of the legions and even maybe church basements or cultural centers like Italian cultural, Polish cultural. I don't mind uh, trying different venues on. I mean, you can play the the same dive bars every time. You kind of know what you're going to get. But sometimes, you know, you play those, especially all ages venues, all of a sudden there's 20 kids you've never seen before that are, you know, don't always get to go to shows. So they're pretty, if you can get them there, like, yeah, they have a great time. You, you know, they're all buying patches and <laughs> grabbing stickers and throwing them on their fucking walkers at school. And, you know, it's a it's a good way to, to pass the torch, you know, because I don't want to see punk rock die with our generation, you know. But so it's I mean, it's never going to be exactly the same, but it's cool seeing the younger kids take an interest in, in skate punk and punk rock in general. Like, I mean, I know it changed my life. I mean, punk rock was pretty huge music in the, in the 90s when I was kind of figuring out, you know, music in general, besides just my dad's Adam and the Ants tapes and, you know, Men at Work, whatever else he had. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for sure. So you, you consider it a success? Yeah, and a couple of people came from Kamloops for the Barrier show, the, you know, 40-minute drive to the All Ages show. So 
it really makes it worth it when young people come out and take advantage of these all ages show we host because you know like you said those are what we grew up on and were very important in influencing us and look at us now why wouldn't we want more kids to go down this road they could be hosting a <laughs> they could be hosting a three-hour podcast and and have a three dollars in their bank account it, would, it looks great you got three dollars man holy mr money bags <laughs> we had to dude calm down we had to split it three ways oh, that's true <laughs> well we got to recoup all my uh all my costs here is doing this show but uh yeah that's the thing if you it, it all depends what your goals are as a band i mean like you say you're going to new places you know there's there's established bands that we love that can go to a town where they don't know anyone right and nobody fucking knows you doesn't mean anyone's coming out, right? So, I mean, I remember uh, this is a show that comes to mind. It's like, you remember that band St. Catharines from uh, Montreal? They were even signed to Fat Records for a bit. They had that really good album, Dancing for Decadence. But they did a tour through through Canada, and they did Edmonton, Calgary. And me and a buddy went on like a Tuesday night or Wednesday night or something. Maybe it was Thursday. That's what it was. It was Thursday in Calgary, and there was like, actually... <laughs> And we talked about this show. Um, Steve, it was when the upside down band, or upside down, upside down man band was uh, called the Intended. I'm actually staring at the post right now, and uh, so that, those guys were playing that night. But there was like nobody there because it was nobody knew these guys, even though they were a Fat Records band. But now that I look at the poster, it doesn't say anything about them being Fat Records, so I don't know why they didn't hype that up. Put, a, that put it on got, their poster. That probably would have got another twenty, thirty people out just because they're like, oh, Fat Records. But anyways, so then I went the next day. They played this venue. It was called the Studio in Edmonton, which was like a. It was like in an industrial area, and I don't know if it's like these punk. I don't know if these punk kids lived there or what it was, but it was like, you know, we got there and I, you know, like, kind of go up to what looked to be the bar, and I was like, "Can I get a beer?" They're like, "It's BYOB." So it's like, okay, well, luckily we had a fucking case of beer in the car because we were young and we was cruised up or whatever. So then we, you know, and there's probably. Like a handful of people at that show too. Actually, I saw a band in All Hope there. I don't know if you know them, like Fort Mac, punk band. But anyways, so it was kind of interesting. It's like these are this is a Fat Records band that you know you think would draw all, all across North America, but they didn't draw flies on that tour. But then they came back with the uh, I think it was Mad Caddies and Real Mackenzies. They were the opener, and it was like playing a big venue with you know. At least you know a few hundred people there instead so it's just kind of interesting so i guess what i'm saying is next time you play the barrier legion bring the mad caddies either that or just, just expect a insane increase in attendance because everyone's going to know you by then yeah i think so <laughs> yeah that's it's it's a grind for sure even doing this podcast right you gotta just keep keep doing it and hope people tune in so same thing with our music right Hopefully you catch a break eventually, but it ain't easy to break out, especially in a style of music that was most popular in the mid to late nineties. Right. But you know what? Everything seems to be cyclical, right? People are dressing like our moms did in the nineties now. So, (laughs) so maybe when I'm 80, my band will be popular, you know, (laughs) it'll come back and everybody will pretend like they liked you all along. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i swear i yeah. see that sometimes or a band had a one 
marginally popular song in the 90s and shut her down and then all of a sudden they're touring again it's like I'm gonna pretend like this band was actually a good band and just have one <laughs> okay song but I, I would I would take that I would like to have one marginally okay song. <laughs> yeah, because it can it can buy three marginally okay houses <laughs> if you if you get a hit. Fuck, I don't need I don't need three, man. I guess I got one, but I'd like this one to be paid off so I don't have to work anymore. Then we're really gonna get this podcast going. <laughs> I know people need to watch out if uh, if we start trying on this podcast. I don't know. People might need to watch out. <laughs> We could probably yes. do something, you know. This is a podcast, so I guess we should pivot back to. Uh... Well, I'm happy you had a good a good tour, man. And uh, this podcast is back. You're you're half alive. You powered through it. You got this done. So uh, we chatted. Very talented, Emily Plamondon, in Quebec City. You may know her as her Instagram slash podcast host moniker of Punk Raquette. You can also catch her singing in the band. The Long Run, and she also does Fifty Shades of Punk Rock. And chances are, if you're at least in somewhat connected to the punk rock scene, you probably have seen her pop up. She's got quite a few followers on Instagram, and yeah, she just she works really hard at what she does, and you know, she's played both of our bands, all kinds of bands that we've been a part of on on her show. She helps, she curates playlists every week of songs that her. Uh, Friends and fans alike help uh, submit to her, and you'll see that on Spotify, her weekly, uh, I think it's weekly, playlist she's made. So it's always cool. I always like to check that out. It's a good way to find some new bands that might have slid through the, the cracks and you didn't quite catch. So, so She's a busy you. lady, busy lady. Yeah, and she, she mentioned, I mean, we're giving you a bit of a scoop here. She's uh, Her show has kind of been on hiatus since the summer. She hasn't done a new one since I believe june and just because she was moving and kind of getting settled in to some to a new uh situation and stuff and she's she's hinting she would love to get it back going in the new year so i say the more punk rock podcast the better i mean i don't know i like listening to them okay. it's good to have uh, more options for bands to send your music and be uh, exposed to new audiences, so uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, the more the more punk podcasts, the better. I mean, apologize for us crushing her in the ratings, but uh, <laughs> obviously not. But you can start a podcast, just know that it'll never be as good as this one. <laughs> Man, we have we have dozens of fans. We all have across. dozens of fan, literally dozens of fan. Mainly just our family members and. I don't even think my wife knows this exists. She's never shown any interest in it. I guess she knows that I'm talking down here every Monday, but I I think half the listeners are just our friends making sure we don't say anything about them. They don't like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the the mouthy texts I get from my you know, Joel from Frank Dukes, Taylor from the Airman, Jerry. They're they're listening and they're they're ready to correct us. They got their finger on that Wikipedia button. Like, no, 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 no. You guys are talking shit again. <laughs> but we're building. You know what? This is this is a cool episode. So we do hope you guys enjoy it. We're gonna stop babbling and hop into a couple songs, and you're gonna hear from Emily herself. So I believe you wanted to hear her band, right? Yeah. Let me hear the long run song. 
Um, running on eggshells, their debut single. And if you uh, want to stick around, I'm not not saying she might allude to uh, some plans she has for that band, but I mean, only one way to find out. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> but yeah, for, as for myself, um, as we've mentioned many times on this show, um, Ozone and I from High End Denim Records, we, in addition to signing mediocre punk bands like Let's Go, he's <laughs> flipping me off. Um, excellent punk bands like Let's Go, Death Cassette, Upside Down Man, Poltergeist, <laughs> and then uh, all the other bands like The Off Sailors. Just kidding, they're also awesome bands. Off Sailors, actually, The Off Sailors are Evil Fowl, and um, while well, you were gone, um, Boo Radley, they got together and did a little bit of a high end denim little dance off in Calgary. And I saw some pictures and a lot of smiles. And I've played that venue, so I imagine it was, it smelled like a peach in there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was amazing. Like it was time. amazing seeing, seeing those bands, you know, that we work with all together playing a show. It was a cool scene. You and Upside Down Man on a little tour, like it's, it, it brings it brings a light to my cold dead heart to see everybody out having fun together. So, a little bit of FOMO, just a, just a little bit, but but anyway. Well, the th- yeah, the thing is, you you you've made those beautiful branded hoodies, so now we're we're all wearing them out on tour. So whatever we do directly reflects, you know, like you and the label. So <laughs> you know, just think about that while you're trying to go to sleep tonight. Well, I bet. Because not everybody got one, so I bet you there was a few jealous. Oh, there's only, yeah. I think, one guy from your band, one guy from Upside Down Man didn't get one, so they're probably like, fuck, where's mine? <laughs> and Kaylina, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, she needs to get one, because she, she freaking designed it, so. <laughs> shout out, get cracking. She doesn't want shout outs, what I'm shouting out anyways. But anyways, what I was getting to is, in addition to all the bands that we have signed that work for us, we also do uh, distribution, which we've mentioned many times, and the latest and greatest, I mean, we've mentioned the Making Friends record, which fucking rips. I believe you got yours, finally, in the mail. It rips. Um, we also, we've worked with these guys in the past, the Finnish band, Teresa Banks. We did a split that they had with Cause a Riot, and fuck, that one sold out quick for us. We brought over like 25, and then it sold out in like less than a month. But we got these guys, Teresa Banks did a full length, and there was actually quite a few of us involved, even our, our boy Johnny over there, Cat's Claw. He helped out with this one as well. And I don't know, I'll have to look at the at the at the record to see the rest of them. But this record's called It's Already Yesterday, full length. And we got them over in Sunny Canada here. So if you want a copy, you hit us up. But I'm gonna play a song off that. It's called Legion of Doom. And I mean, I saw your your eyes perk up because you're a wrestling fan. I don't know if it's about that fucking animal. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, so uh, yeah, sorry for babbling too hard. We're gonna we're gonna jump into some tunes, and you're gonna hear punk rock at herself, Emily Plamondon. So check it out.
Hey, this is Kay Lush from the Real Mackenzie's Daggermouth and Rest Easy, and you're listening to Denim Radio. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Brad Manners from School Damage. Uh, you and I are both listening to Denim Radio, and it is tight like my denim jeans are. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. Me and Ty are pleased to welcome the the prize of Quebec City, Quebec. We got Emily yeah. Plamondon, also Hello. known as Punk. Hello. How you doing? Hi. I'm great, except for my voice, but I... I have a raspy voice, uh, just like I don't know, like Brody Dale or something. So or Mandy I'm from feeling Death good. Cassette, if you remember them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> She's a good, singer, a good singer. Oh yeah, definitely. I played them on the radio show recently. They release new stuff. So good. Mm. But when you talked to her, because we just had her on the show a couple weeks ago. She doesn't sound like Selma from The Simpsons at all. She just has a normal voice, but then she gets up there and she's got that crazy, <laughs> yeah. powerful, growly voice. It's awesome. But yeah, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Thank aside you so from much. the getting over the laryngitis? 
oh, I'm feeling great. Beside that, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Everything is good. Yeah. Well, it's all your fault that last week we didn't have a guest, so it was just me and Ty talking. Oh. Together, so. <laughs> We've got nothing but hate mail because everyone's like, we don't want to hear you guys talk that long. No, I'm kidding. I had to. I had to spend an extra three hours with Josh because you had to uh. reschedule. So. <laughs> I'm looking to get a refund for that time. Yeah, I also had to cancel my whole life in the last week. So. I guess that's that's worse. <laughs> Sorry about that. Not coming on. Yeah, show. actually, it's my boyfriend's fault because he brought back a cold from Europe a few days ago after his tour. So blame Scott. <laughs> for the folks at home, that's Scott from Ten uh, Foot Pole, correct? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we played with them. A in early October in, in Banff, Alberta. Yeah. Nice guy. Gave us a shout out on stage and came and chatted with us for a bit. So. Oh, good. It's good. Yeah. Good old Banff. Have you ever you been? Played in, you played in Quebec city, right? Uh, me, I think like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. It was whenever we were doing that little Pooza rip and yeah, we played this. Was it called the scanner? Is that right? The scanner. Yeah. I was there <laughs> with, yeah. A small, small venue, a very punk rock venue. Mm. I just remember there was a dude that was just sitting there passed out, like, but he was sitting up and he didn't move the whole night. He was like, is that guy good? <laughs> like, was it in the stairs? I think it was in the stairs. <laughs> well, at one point he was just, I actually have pictures of him. He was just sitting like <laughs> at the table and he wasn't moving. I was like, somebody check his pulse. And they're like, oh, no, he's fine. <laughs> Sure enough, Send eventually he's stu he's stumbling around. So he just send just... me that picture. I'm from. Uh, I'm sure I know him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember uh, our bartender that night was telling us that that venue is like the CBGB of Quebec City. Is that would you consider yeah. that an accurate description? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Norm. His name is Norm. I think. <laughs> oh, you even know the him. guy I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's the place I where think... the punk bands like to play. Yeah, we have um, a few venues. I, I would say that the most popular here in Quebec City is Lanty and also La Source de la Martinière, but Scanner still does shows really often. Often, yeah, they, yeah, almost every week too. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, so if, if people aren't familiar with uh, Quebec, the province of Quebec, Quebec City is a fair amount Frencher than Montreal, would you say? Yes. Like Montreal's mm -hmm. pretty bilingual. So it was actually funny when we went there. We had mm. Bruno from Thousand Islands with us as a, and I think Vincent was with us as well mm -hmm. from uh, Red Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere we went, the like the server, waitress, everyone, they all spoke English. And they're like, this is really rare. Like we thought we'd have to be translating for you the whole time. But some, we didn't yeah. go that many places, but it was kind of weird how. We found all the English speakers in the, in the city, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Montreal is a, it's a big city. It's like a metropole. Um, but Quebec City is... We say that Quebec City is a big, small city or mm. a small, big city. So, yeah. You wouldn't have much problems uh, interacting in English almost everywhere. But there's still a lot of people. Older people don't speak English a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty common for a lot of other places, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like Spanish-speaking places. Like the mm. older population won't bother English, but most of the young people you'll run into can at least, you know, kind of get through it, which is better yeah. than I can say for my French or my Spanish. <laughs> and for a long time, we didn't really need to learn English, to be honest. It's pretty 
quote unquote resent that we have mm. that we feel that we have to learn English. I wish I could have learned better though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still not too late. You're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh let's let's back it way up then. Are you uh are you born and raised in Quebec City? Yeah, exactly. I've been living here for my lo- my whole life. I love the city. I used to live in the suburbs of L'Ancienne Lorette when I was young. And I moved downtown like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. My parents still live in the suburbs. Yeah. So okay. basically, yeah, I've been living here for my whole life. No reason to leave. And... So what? Did you... I said there's no reason to leave. You must have convinced, no. convinced your man to move to Quebec then. Oh, since the beginning, I told him, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'll be, I'll be very like affirmative about the fact that I won't leave Quebec City. <laughs> like, I, I can understand if you, if you don't want to, but I'm not leaving. So I did decided to, to move here. So, okay. So he is there when he's not yeah. sure and he's, he exactly. Home base, mm-hmm. So that's cool. Where, where did he move from? Uh, Wisconsin, the U.S. Mm-hmm. And how is how has he been adjusting to life in Quebec City? I mean, the weather is really hard for him. Uh, but you know, in Wisconsin, it's pretty similar. But he used to live in LA for a long time before, for about thirteen years before moving. But he's originally from Wisconsin, so the weather, the French, even if, yeah. like I said, he can be understand almost everywhere except like. Two days ago at the garage, he, he went to um, take my, my car back from the garage and he had to call me because nobody could understand him. But but yeah, I would say weather and French. <laughs> That's all of our problems in the world. No, <laughs> we love the French. You're the you're the third uh, Quebecois, I guess fourth if you count Bruno and Cynthia. That was one episode, but two people. I love people. them. Yeah, and then uh, Ramy Vero, if you know him, he's a yeah doctor from I don't I can't remember where he's from now. I think it's a small oh, he's town. from the I think he's from the north of Quebec. Okay, so maybe English is harder to to find up there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the further you go away from the big cities, I guess, is probably people stick to exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's why Quebec City. It's not too bad, but it's not bilingual at all <laughs> like i said we're a small big city or a big small city what's that yeah. what's the actual population do you know offhand we're about uh overall with all the suburbs close to a million okay probably like mm-hmm. similar to like calgary and edmonton they're about a million each as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but calgary is but, like very sprawling like it's huge mm-hmm. like you can drive compared to get through it but nothing compared to Montreal, but yeah. Do the uh, do the individual suburbs have their own kind of little punk scenes, or does everybody come into, <clears throat> excuse me, Quebec City proper for shows? We have, you know, um, it's. I would say Quebec City is the center of our local scene, but we have great, uh, I would say, other scenes. For instance, in Saint Raymond. It's about 40 minutes away from Quebec City. They have a great crowd there. Mm-hmm. Nice. But the, uh, those people come 
to the shows in Quebec City too. We, next week, I'm going to go there for another show. I'm going to see Full Count and uh, Colors Fade that you might know. That's a good show. I know both those bands, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I would say like, when I, when I think about my local scene in Quebec City, I, I also include people from Saint-Raymond, Pont-Rouge. Pont-Rouge is the hometown of the Red Bridge Festival. So, mm-hmm. so that's probably where we stayed because we stayed with Vincent. Yeah. I just can never, oh, yeah. I can never remember the names yeah. of all the small towns we stay in. But It's Pont Rouge. It's the French name of Red Bridge. <laughs> it's a tr- oh, translation okay. of Red Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an, that name makes sense then. I guess that's the same exactly. as uh, <laughs> Thousand Islands is because there's the exactly. Thousand Islands lakes. Or the same and... thing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are really creative in Quebec. <laughs> hey, there's a thing. Let's call her. They were trying to be bilingual. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, I mean, most of the, not all, of course, but a lot of the punk I'm sure you listen to is speaking English. So if you want to know what they're saying, you probably need to kind of understand the language a bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I started to actually learn English in high school. Okay, well, that's... I mean, we we started learning uh, English in elementary school, but I... I got the motivation in high school to to learn more because of lyrics, because of Green Day and Offspring and Backstreet Boys lyrics. <laughs> I knew it was Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> over over here, um, you know, in Ontario, there's something called French Immersion School, where it's English speaking kids go to an all French school, and I actually went to two schools like that. Uh, is there such thing as English immersion school in Quebec? Um, it's uh, it's a little complicated to explain, but in Quebec we have French protection laws. So if I'm correct, like I couldn't. Oh no, that's not true. But if you want to send your your kids to an English school, you have to prove that you are an English speaker. So I couldn't because of Scott. Maybe I could, though. I'm not sure. Uh, but we have English school boards in Quebec. Yeah, we also okay. have hospitals uh, network in English. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if it was your question, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But we asked. We still have some laws to um, how do you say to promote French as much as possible because French is like it's hard to keep. Um, when you are surrounded everywhere with English, so we need some, I guess. Yeah, and that's probably the, probably the same reason that we have the immersion schools here is also to promote French. It's not exactly. about just learning another language. It's about keeping French going, I guess. Exactly, yeah, okay. in the community. So, yeah, it's the same thing. We have English school, hospitals. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see that dude the other day? Um, Montreal's football team won the... The Grey Cup, and he's pretty much like, "There's no French here on any of the signs." Like, "Fuck you, where the chance?" I thought it was kind of funny. No, I didn't see that. But <laughs> he said it that... in French, but then they put it in. Uh, they put his subtitles uh... down so he could. Us dumb Anglos could know what he's saying, and yeah, he's basically because I guess they w- mm. got to the Grey Cup. It was in Hamilton, and they didn't have French anywhere, so he's kind of like, "Where's oh, the French?" It was... we were... <laughs> I don't know. He was mad about it, but then they won. So yeah, we. I I feel some. I would say language tensions and fights. Uh, yeah, it's complicated. 
<laughs> I remember uh, with my old show that you probably, you remember as well. I interviewed uh, Hugo there from St. Catharines and he's, oh yeah, he's a little bit extra French. He was telling me like almost to the point of separatist. He yeah, um, almost got his ass kicked by one of the dropkick Murphys, I guess at some festival once. Cause he was running his mouth. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was, I don't know, the guy was like in the army or something. <laughs> I can't remember if it was there. one of the guys in the band. Oh. And they're like pretty yeah, much had to happened. hold him back. Cause like, he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have did that. I was being a little bit <laughs> overboard <laughs> with my French pride that night. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine there's probably some, you know, <laughs> some tension between Anglos and Francophones, but you know what? We, it's we an emotional, it, it's an emotional topic because mm-hmm. we are in a bilingual country in Canada, but Quebec has only one official language, but we still want to accommodate everyone, but we also want to keep our French. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, some people get really emo- emotional about that. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know on that. Both, That's... On both sides. Oh, well. I imagine it's a, like the older generations probably cares about it more. Like people like you that speak both are like, let's, have, let's yeah. do both. But, but I, underst- I still, understand why you keep I, your heritage too. I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely want everyone to be bilingual and speak English. But I, to be honest, I really also want to protect French because yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm super like happy to have the chance to speak both language and yeah. So I'm, I'm on the fence, you know, I'm like, both are super important for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I took, I took French until about grade nine, but see, I didn't have any like French music to listen to, except for that one no effects song. <laughs> oh but, yeah. But Rami <laughs> told me that's music. very, very bad French. <laughs> it's fat mic But also French is really hard to learn. It's such a complicated language. I know that. I've tried it's... to Duolingo the owl app a few times and i just like it's it makes no sense i tried to (laughs) to teach scott like that objects have a gender like a table is a girl and a a chair is a girl and a couch is a boy like you have to memorize that and it makes no sense and it's really hard and it can be Mm -hmm. like discouraging to learn (laughs) and kind of and kind of everything is backwards from english like you put the prepositions and conjugate the verbs in opposite spots so it's like yeah kind of confusing for that (laughs) exactly (laughs) i imagine english is pretty messed up for and you know what because and i know that my english is not perfect at all and sometimes i'm frustrating about that and it took me a long time to start my english podcast and english speaking um, on Instagram because I was like, oh, I can't speak a proper English. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But then I was like, bah, fuck that. I'll do that. And we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> and so far, the only comments I have about my English are from people from Quebec. <laughs> what are they saying? Oh, that I have an awful accent in English. And I'm like, yeah, I speak. <laughs> we speak the same main language. That makes it's sense that I have awful. an accent. We, we can understand you perfectly. Oh, yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, to back it up, so you said it was bands like Green Day and stuff that kind of got you into punk. Like, were your friends all listening to it, or did you just kind of find it on your own? How, were you, how, were you, how did you get into this world of punk rock? I started to sing in high school, and um, my friends 
from another school and friends at my school started a band and it was a punk rock band and they they knew I was singing so they were inviting me to sing with them at some music jams and at shows so I started to sing the you know the cover of Stand By Me by Pennywise yeah so they used to make me sing the quiet part like <laughs> and then when it was time to to sing the darling, darling, stand, the singer would take the mic back and he would do the <laughs> punk part <laughs> this is because so, you could actually sing <laughs> yeah because uh, so, <laughs> so um yeah i started this way and i i was like oh i love punk rock it's good because i wasn't to pop music a lot like top 40 and mm-hmm. um and then i started to listen to a lot of green day um a lot of offspring at the time they released americana and i was burning mm-hmm. cds and i was selling it i was selling <laughs> them like five bucks i was doing some hustler yeah <laughs> with my dad we would print the colored artwork sell it five dollars <laughs> i had a business oh. like that too <laughs> But if, but back no room for books in your backpack because it's full of offspring cds <laughs> i i probably have still one of those in my collection yeah <laughs> I, I remember charging five bucks a cd but then if you like factor in how because i was from a small <laughs> town in saskatchewan so it took like half an hour to download a two minute long song so figure out all the time and effort i actually put into making these i was making like 25 cents an hour to make this and then a lot of people would come to me and say hey here's a cd of i don't know what band can you burn it for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i would do a copy for me too so i started to have a good collection (laughs) and also a guy i i asked him because i was like i i love punk rock i just don't know a lot of bands and he burned me a cd of like 20 bands like bad religion, no use for a name, rancid. Oh yeah, nice. Mm. That sounds good. That sounds like a good way to start. It was so nice having the CDs back then because when you went all through <laughs> all that effort, it meant something, right? And now it's just like Spotify and skip track, skip track. You get so picky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still listen to CDs in my car because I have an old shitty car, <laughs> and I still listen to all my CDs in the car and I that's why also I love vinyl because you have like a physical thing and you can read the lyrics and just relax and you have to respect the order that the band decided to put the song yeah you know? actually listen to an album not just a couple exactly songs. yeah yeah totally and mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to what's happening in like the movie streaming tv show streaming world where suddenly they're the platform just taking shows off of it and then all of a sudden you can't get it anymore like the show's just gone so oh yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know if any of these all these things will go away someday but it's nice to have that physical copy just in case all of a sudden spotify goes down everything goes down and it's like i don't have any any songs i love anymore so and you know what i really think often about that like what would i do if there is no internet like in a lot of areas of my life like yeah exactly because it could happen i'm not a conspirationist or anything but it could happen i don't know or if you're just somewhere where there's no internet if you're on a long plane ride and you forgot to you know like yeah just there's just places (laughs) uh, where there's no internet 
I can't bring my vinyl on. <laughs> could help me. It, it could definitely help me with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Whole record player. Speak, speaking of music, this seems like a good time to take a quick uh, musical break. So you got a oh, song yeah. you'd like to hear? Oh yeah. Why don't uh, we could listen to? Oh yeah. Uh, it's a pretty recent na- uh, band from Cetil in Quebec. It's called Killing Daisies or playing skate punk. It's really good. So if you don't know them, you should discover them right now. So the introduction's over. You guys all know who you're dealing with here. Um, I'm going to kick this over to Mr. Ty because he's the, the Quizmaster game show host here. So what do you want to do today there, Ty? Okay, well, as you all both know, uh, punk rock has no borders. And we have friends that are in bands from all over the country and all over the world. But uh, today feels like a very Canadian episode, and you, uh, High on Denim, is a Canadian label after all. So these are Canadian phrases fr- uh, from certain regions of Canada. So I'm going to address one of you first, and I'll say a, a phrase or a word, and you can tell me what it means. 
uh, and then uh, then the other person can answer. So okay. answer one at a time. So we'll do that, and uh, I'll keep score. So we're gonna go ahead, and the oh first God, question so is bad. is for Emily. And uh, so your phrase is the rock. We say that everywhere. And and these are all just like Canadian phrases or names or words. So the rock. I don't know exactly. Oh, okay. So much shame. You can take a guess or you can pass it to Josh. But you want to know a city, a province? A... It could be anything. It could be anything. The only parameter is, is that they're all Canadian phrases or words or people or it could be anything. But I'll give you a hint. This is a place. It is a place. Um, the rock. <laughs> I'll say BC because of the rock mountains. Okay. And no, jo- I don't know. But I know the rock, but like, I can't. Okay. No, that's it's a good so guess. It's, you go ahead. It's Newfoundland. That's the rock. That's, that's correct. It is Newfoundland. Oh. Some people, though, do Cheers. refer to Vancouver Island as the rock as well. So yeah. you're not too far off. So there we go. One point for Josh. <laughs> I've and uh, that, is that people really call it that? I've never heard that. I've never heard it either. I think somebody <laughs> just made that shit up. Oh, <laughs> make me feel great. <laughs> okay, so this question is first for Josh. Josh, the phrase is ten ply. Ten ply. Uh, toilet paper. I've heard it before, but now I don't know. I don't know what it means. I'll kick it over. Ten play? Uh, ten ply, like a plywood or... Oh. Dude, can I get something? Yeah, I kicked it over. Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're, you're both wrong. It is apparently <laughs> ten ply describes a weak person or a wimp. And that phrase comes from Ontario, Canada. Oh, is that oh. like so, that hockey show? Maybe it came from the hockey show. Yeah, it's like look at look at Ten Ply over here. He can't even lift his gear bag or something like that. I didn't. I never watched that show. I know lots of my friends like it. Learning, <laughs> learning things. Ten Ply. Uh, okay. Okay. Next question. This one's gonna go to Emily. <laughs> so the phrase is Emily, buckle bunny. What is a buckle bunny? A buckle bunny. <laughs> It's a very special drink from <laughs> from Nova Scotia. <laughs> She's very. <laughs> that is a great guess, considering it could be literally anything. Uh, Josh, uh, I think it. Um, this is just what I think. I'm going to hear the term "bunny." They say a puck bunny is like a girl that chases hockey players. So I'm going to think a buckle bunny is a girl that's into like rodeo guys. Ding, 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 ding. From yes. Alberta. Oh. Alberta yes. Yes, exactly. You got it. A female rodeo groupie, and that comes from Alberta. So, next question is going to go to Josh. Your <laughs> phrase is blockhead. What is a blockhead? A blockhead is just like, you're an idiot, you know, you're a big dumb fool. I don't know where it originated from, though, but I've heard people call okay. it blockhead before. Okay, and Emily? Mm, it's a uh, blockhead, he said. Someone very stubborn, 
from Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> Look, looking at you, Lost Planet Airmen. Uh, no, you're both wrong. And let me just tell you that I found these on the internet. So I have no idea that if any of them are true or offensive, hopefully they're not. It says blockhead refers to an anglophone within Quebec. Oh. Have you, have you never oh, heard this one? I've heard, yes. heard squarehead okay. is like a journey. Yeah, me too. No, me too. I heard that a long time ago uh, about Ontario uh, Ontario people. Oh. Okay. We Crazy. would say, but I've never, uh, it's been a long time. But because for us it's in French, tight carré. Blocked head, I, I couldn't, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're having fun, and if you're not, this game is more about learning than anything, so we're all learning something today. So this next question goes to Emily. Your phrase is stubble jumper. A stubble jumper. A stubble jumper. Okay, it's probably um, race, uh, um, racing horse. How do you say that? Oh, I like that. Like, I just from... lost five thousand dollars on a stubble jumper. Yeah, from uh, I, I'll I'll do again with uh, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay, uh, Josh. Um, so is, is it when like like someone from Saskatchewan moves to like Alberta or something? They say he's a stubble jumper, like <laughs> jump to a different. Oh. <laughs> a stubble jumper refers to somebody from the prairies. Oh. So, yes. There so we go. What, that's what I am, I guess. <laughs> oh. Statue. Yeah, you're a stumble jumper. Okay. Uh, next question is for Josh. So, Josh, the word is chum. Chum? That's just... Oh, it's not going to be someone's friend. It's going to be something perverted from East Coast. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> <laughs> your buddy, your buddy from, from the Maritimes. That's my guess. Okay, and Emily? It's in Quebec, we use this word to say a friend or a boyfriend. Boyfriend. Ding, 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 ding. Hmm. Mon blonde et mon chum. Ma blonde, mon chum. Ma blonde. But uh, if you have a good guy friend, you can say, hey, mon chum, you're my friend, mon chum. Yeah. So between nice. boys together, uh, or uh, as friends, or uh, if you have a boyfriend, whether you're okay, yeah, mocha. And Emily's on the board with one point. Josh has two. There's still time to catch up. We have uh, four or six questions here left. So, oh yeah, four or six. Forty-six <laughs> questions left. I hope you don't have. You have to work tomorrow. Do you work tomorrow? Okay, so Emily, your phrase is. Jinker. J-I-N-K-E-R. Jinker. Jinker. It's God, so bad. Uh, Kennedy from New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm loving the guesses. Okay, and Josh? Uh, it's a crappy car that you have. <laughs> Those are both those are both pretty good, but you're both wrong. Uh, a jinker refers to somebody who is a bringer of misfortune. Oh. Where does it originate from? Uh, at Atlantic Canada. Oh, yep. that's why. Yes. So, so uh, to use it in a sentence. Oh, 
Uh, don't don't let him in your boat. It'll sink. He's a jinker. I'm taking notes and I'll try to <laughs> use all those expressions in a, in a podcast eventually. You're stubborn and jinker. <laughs> I will be listening to those podcasts and seeing if you if you do it. Um, okay, Josh, this is your question. The phrase is "had the biscuit." Had the biscuit. Hmm. Uh, does it mean you puked? Threw up. Okay, Emily. I think it's when my cat does that with her paws. <laughs> doing biscuits on me. So, Metalisha. <laughs> yeah. so, had the biscuit refers to dead, spent, or broken. So, if that old jinker car breaks down on the side of the highway and won't oh, start up, you could say, my car's had the biscuit. Mm. And... Uh, I did not write down where that one comes from, so this is a great game. <laughs> yeah, I've, so, heard, I've heard Tosser Biscuits or something. Yeah, yeah, Tosser no, had the biscuit. I'd like to hear the origin behind that one. So, Emily, your phrase is blue noser. Blue noser? Mm. Blue, okay. Blue noser. Mm. Someone who does way too much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so the real, the real Mackenzie. So <laughs> they're not. Uh, or I might be also blue, like um, someone. Okay, someone who way too friend with the police. Ooh. Oh, that's that's a good one. I think we just made up a new one. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. it. Could be it. I'm very curious about this one. Can't wait uh, to know the well, answer. The blue nose is is the boat on the on the dime, isn't it? So I'm not allowed to tell you that no. information. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe if you're really poor, you could call the blue noser because all you got is a dime to your name. That's my guess. All right, uh, a blue noser is a person living in Nova Scotia. Oh. Well, I knew that the Just... boat was out there, but <laughs> I thought it'd be something more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like the call. I'm, I, I have <laughs> no idea. But... I'm realizing now that these questions are literally impossible to guess. Like, you have to know what it is. But, no, but as... at, at least I'm not, I'm not the only one who can't guess because of my English problem. So it's, so it's actually all, hard. Good job. We're all struggling. Well, well, hang in there. So, Josh, this question is for you. Uh, the big O or the big O. Um, Toronto. Mm. <laughs> Fine. Okay. And, uh, Emily? The big O? It's an yes. orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that before, that, that expression. Uh, That's true. Big O. Think Canadian, though. Think Canadian. Uh, I'll say from, <laughs> hmm, what did, hmm, I guess, uh, we're all very bad. BC. Okay. The big O or the big O is apparently the Olympic stadium in Montreal. What? Yeah. Never heard about that. <laughs> okay. Big o? Yeah. Like, okay. and they have it written like O W E, like when you owe somebody money. Oh, oh, I thought, oh, the letter. Like, uh, oh. Yeah. 
I guess I should have made that a bit more clear. (laughs) Do you think you would have got it if I had explained it properly, or would you still not know? No, even if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably not even true. I did not do any fact checking. So, Uh, okay, this this question is for you, Emily. Uh, You should do like triple prize points if we're getting to the end so we can really get some separation here. Not that we're getting any of them right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's still pretty close. It's still pretty close. And you have to get them right to get the points. That's the thing. (laughs) So your phrase is duckish. Duckish? Can you spell it? Mm -hmm. It is D-U-C-K, like duck, and then ish, I-S-H. Like ish, it's almost a duck, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's duckish. <laughs> so, okay, so it's a it's a bird that looks like a duck. So it's probably um, oh, I forgot a goose. <laughs> Is that the name? From Quebec. Okay. Duckish. Josh, I'd say it's like someone who's like maybe like a little guy who's kind of like cocky and like. Like this guy's duckish, like he's he's fearless, but he's he's a little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, uh, duckish is the period between sunset and the dark of night, and that comes from Atlantic Canada. You couldn't have been way <laughs> more off than we <laughs> Right. So next time you know the sun's gone down, wow. the clouds are still a bit illuminated. He's oh, it's duckish. Oh, out what here. a beautiful duckish okay. evening. Yes. Okay, only two more questions left. I'm sorry. I know it's sad. We're coming to the end of the game. Uh, this question is for Josh. So, your phrase is "dep." Dep. D E P. Dep. Oh fuck, man! <gasps> Isn't that when you? Uh, no, it's a dip. <laughs> when you put uh, chewing tobacco in your mouth. <laughs> Uh, no, well, you're one letter <laughs> off, but okay. With an it could accent, be, it though. Could be. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, Emily. Um, so in Quebec, a convenience store is a dépanneur, and we say, like, hey, I'm going to the dép. Yes. Like buying oh. beer or chocolate or whatever. And, to tie, it? and to tie it up for one point, it is dép. Oh, that, oh, I didn't... I didn't think that was it, but... You got it. So the thing is, there's only one question left, and you both have two points. So this is super important. This could really... <laughs> this could honestly determine, like, the rest of your life. I don't want to <laughs> do too much pressure here, but... Okay, maybe we can get a little high-tension music in the background. Maybe not. We'll see how Josh feels when he edits this. So, <laughs> Emily, your clue is the big smoke. The big smoke. Big smoke. You know it? Big smoke. Um, I don't know. Big smoke. Is it like a big secret? <laughs> no. No, no, it's not. It's not a big secret. You know what? I'll, I'll give you a little hint because you're our guest and I, and I don't like our host to win. It is a city. I don't know. Oh, so ashamed. It seems so obvious. No, what is it? I know what okay, it is. Uh, I know what it is. 
Go ahead, Jess. It's Toronto. It's called the Big Smoke. Hooray! Oh. I didn't know that. It's not called the Big O. It's called the Big Smoke. <laughs> I was close. I'm not supposed okay, to win. Okay, so this is uh, congratulations for Josh to winning his first game against a guest on our podcast. He's never come and, back. Uh, I think we all learned a lot of things today. Oh, maybe, yeah. s- maybe some of them are true. Most of them probably aren't, but we'll figure out. <laughs> all right. That was a long game, <laughs> but we're all a lot Whoops. smarter or a lot dumber after listening to it. <laughs> you call us in, Punk Normal Podcast. Punk Normal Duck-ish. Rock Show. Duckish Radio was my Podcast. Duckish. <laughs> Duckish uh, Radio. Duckish. Duckish. That was my favorite, definitely. <laughs> well, let's kick it back in and let you talk about yourself a little bit more before we go to our next commercial break. But uh, your show—I haven't seen a new episode go up in a while. Are you just on hiatus for a bit, or what's going on? Yes, I'm on the hiatus. I got a little overwhelmed <laughs> during the summer. Uh, I bought my condo. I I just wanted to relax, and I I don't know. I was a little exhausted, to be honest. But I miss it now, and I really want to come back after the holidays. Yeah, because you know you 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 know how it works. It's very overwhelming quickly mm-hmm. to do a podcast every week because I was doing it uh, weekly. On top of having a full time job, a family, and um, you know friends and i i love to go to shows i love to play shows i have two bands so it was like kind of unmanageable for a while so i just mm-hmm. took a, a little break mm. i can definitely uh, understand where you come from i know you do <laughs> <laughs> because ha- you know every week it's it's like it never stops every week you have to find a guest research uh listen to tons of music i used to receive i still receive like no jokes, 30 message every day, emails, and I just couldn't. Sorry, I'll keep. stop. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cut it down to 29 instead of 30. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, most of the messages are super great. Like, it's everything is fun. It's a fun project, always been, but it's sometimes overwhelming. And I took the whole summer off. I took off also from my weekly radio show. So I had like an old summer and I really wanted to focus more on writing songs because it's something I always wanted to do. Now I have the band and I, I decided it would be my priority. Mm. Mm-hmm. But now I feel more stable and I think that I really want to come back in January. Yeah, it's really fun, you know. It's, it's like yeah. so much learning every week. I discover so many great bands. It's fun to talk to the guests. So, yeah, I missed it more than I was exhausted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be hating life again once you're back into it. And, oh, God, I don't want to be editing this on Wednesday night, midnight. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of job. But, I mean, I, speaking for myself, like, it's <laughs> opened up doing shows like this. You're just the connections and the people you meet and become friends with, like, it's it's opened up some doors. So I was just curious, like, what's what's something that you're really grateful for, like that your, your podcast and just being in the punk community, like what's a, a moment where you were like, can't believe what you were taking part in. And it was because of your, either your show or just your connection to the, to the scene. Uh, I've oh, seen you up so on many. stage on some stories, singing with some pretty big bands up in 
front of a lot of people like that's got to be pretty amazing feeling uh i got a lot of those feelings every (laughs) every week all the time but recently i think it's when okay so i was at the red bridge in june oh yeah it's a it's a full circle full circle moment okay that's funny um so Pennywise was headlining uh, the both nights. One night they played about time, the other night uh, full circle. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I made a joke without knowing. It's a full circle moment. And Jim Lindbergh came to see me and he said, hey, I love the cover you made of my song. Good job. And Randy came to see me too. And I was like, what? That's fucking crazy. And he started to sing and stand by me and he point at me and he said come here like to sing with him stand by me but I didn't want to do it I thought it wasn't my I didn't belong there but I was like that's fucked up Jim Lindbergh making a sign for me to come sing the first punk rock song I've ever seen with my friends that I was telling you about how fucked up is that no because I thought I thought it would be annoying for the crowd I don't know I was thinking it wasn't my. Oh, I, I was. I didn't belong there. You're too but Canadian. I... <laughs> You're too polite and Canadian. You're like, oh, I couldn't possibly. But then he invited a lot of people to sing "Bro Him," and then I went with <laughs> a lot of friends. But I could no. I was like, ah, no, that's not cool for the crowd. <laughs> but I was really just happy. Like for me, it was great. And I don't know. Every I had a lot of guests that made me feel super grateful like Karina Denike she sings on the outside with no use for a name and it was such an influential song for me and I was like I can't believe I'm talking to her that's so great she's keyboards for no effects right yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like I can't believe that she's taking her precious time to talk to me and I like I used to listen to this song when I was young and I was like, wow, that she has such an amazing voice. That's so great. She sings like the kind of punk rock I want to sing. I had a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find with uh, punk musicians, maybe it's obviously not all of them. There's some jerks, but I find like the grand majority of them are pretty approachable. And then once you actually get into talking to them, they're like, oh, these are just normal mm-hmm. guys that just happen to be in a band that a lot of people in our scene like like you know some of them are definitely yeah maybe a little bit rock starry but i find that most of them that I've, that I've dealt with have, have been really cool even up to like joey cape levels you know they're just they're i'm still to too shy to to request an interview with like joey cape or <laughs> I'm, i still think i i have to work on my self-confidence but i'm like oh i'm not <laughs> not ready for that but I still feel super grateful about all the guests I had. He was, uh, mm. we asked at one point and he said no, but then he was coming to Canada for something like his acoustic tour or something. And he was, he was down to talk to some Canadian podcasts. So he did. Oh. He's the nicest guy. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he is. So it's... I talked with uh, little Joe from Laguagan. It was such nice. a great conversation about RKL. Yeah. Well, yeah. Legwagon pretty much is our kale now. <laughs> Joey. It's all the totally. same guys. <laughs> and uh, Joe was talking about Derek a lot. And I was like super emotional. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I get to play with them in a little over a week. So knock on wood, they make it to Canada. This is 
the third try, third time they've tried. So mm. all of us Canadians are praying they make it up. I imagine they're playing Montreal, right? Uh, uh, what? Sorry, what did, what did you say last? I said, imagine Legwagon's playing Montreal on this tour as well, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and they are playing two shows uh, at the Red Bridge this year. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, next year, I guess. <laughs> They'll play two albums. I forgot. No, it's Mill and Colin gonna play two albums. No, no, Lagwagon too. What album are they gonna play? Anyway, <laughs> trash, trash. Oh yeah, fuck! I would kill to see that because it's my favorite album of, by them, and definitely in my top five of punk rock albums of all time. So, mm. I'll see It's what they one. play next week when I see them. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of, uh, I'll see them in June. <laughs> excellent songs. Uh, what do you want to hear for the next musical break? So, uh, on December 6th, I'm gonna watch my favorite band in the world live in Quebec City, Atlantic. It's a Willem Scream, and I chose a very underrated song, in my opinion, Harry Scarecrow. It's one of my favorite, they never play it live, so I was like. Maybe we can play it on the show because I won't see it live, but it's so good. And the, there's a transition in this song. It's incredible. You know, when it starts to and down, disconnected away, it's like, ah, so good. Best moment in a song ever. All right. You, you heard it here first. I'm saying this is the best song ever. Wilhelm Scream.
So that was the greatest song ever written, according to Emily. <laughs> she no, didn't not, say necessar- <laughs> not necessarily the, the greatest song, but the greatest transition in a song. That's what I meant. Yeah. Well, you tell us what you think, folks at home. Does it live up to the, up to the hype? And I, I ask to the universe that the William Scream play this song next week when I'm going to see them. Shoot them a message. Say, I demand this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll tag them in the show. Maybe they'll listen. Well, we will. Yeah. Tag them, but yeah, it comes out on Friday, so they might they might see it. I don't mm-hmm. know if they check their Instagram, but <laughs> well, cool. I'm let's... sure they're I'm sure they're listening to every podcast that mentions them, right? <laughs> well, they don't. Are need to li- tag them? They don't need to listen. Yeah. They'll they'll see their tag. And maybe oh, they'll share. Right. Maybe their fans will tell them when they when yeah. they tune in. <laughs> right in the show notes. Hey, play this song, Quebec yeah, City. Yes. Well, all right. Let's let's roll into the next thing, and we're gonna let you get to bed because you're a few hours ahead of us. Um, so this is the section of the show called the pressure cooker, and here's the theme song. So the name of the game is, I'm going to read you about 10 questions and you just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. So are you ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. Beer or wine? Uh, Beer. Where's the furthest south you've ever traveled? Jamaica. What's the best Pennywise song? Punk rock or ska? <laughs> Punk rock. Um, what's the best music festival you've ever attended? Mm, 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 mm. It's Pudza Fest every year. Um, what's your most hated song? Song <laughs> you hate when it comes on the radio? Uh, it's uh, it's my Chemical Romance. Uh, uh, I'm not okay. I don't. I, I don't like this band. I don't like this, this song. <laughs> No. Um, the OC or One Tree Hill? I, I didn't watch any. <laughs> uh, so I would say, I don't know. <laughs> Trees are cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the oldest city in Canada? Quebec. What's the best bar in Quebec City? It's bar. Mm. 
I love the McFly when you can play uh, video games and you can they have a good choice of beer. You have non-alcoholic beer too, and you can play Pac-Man on a big table. Oh yeah! And the final question, an easy one: pizza or poutine? Poutine. <laughs> All right. Well, you did good with that. Um, most of them were. Uh, I thought you were going to say the best Pennywise song would be Stand By Me. <laughs> no. It's a good one. It's, <laughs> it's not, not their song. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, the oldest city in Canada is actually uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. What? It's freaking old because that was the first place that that the English landed, right? They landed there and uh, it's like back uh, in the 1500s uh, that that city was established, so. Oh, it wasn't even an actual it part was a of city. Wasn't even a part. Well, because it wasn't like Newfoundland wasn't even considered part of Canada until what nineteen forty nine or something crazy. So, oh. I mean, if you want to yeah. get the technicality of how that's was true, part of Canada longer it probably was Quebec City. That's a pretty old yeah, city. The downtown seventeen. Cool. Oh, I thought it was Quebec in in sixteen zero eight. I'm oh. such a bad Canadian. Goddamn. I would have guessed Newfoundland just because it was the first thing they hit. But Quebec the City rock. is very old. Yeah, The Rock. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, before we, we let you go, um, why don't you tell us a bit about your, your musical? We talked about mm. your podcast a bit. Let's talk about Fifty Shades of Punk Rock and The Long Run. Did I get that right? Yeah. There we go. So uh, Fifty Shades of Punk Rock is a... It's a duet with my one of my best friends, Simon. We are playing acoustic punk rock covers. So we play a bunch of shows. We love to do private shows, like for birthdays and stuff in in like basements or in some bars. So it's like a punk rock tribute. Super fun. And I just started, no, just, not just started, but we only have one song. <laughs> I started a band, a full band called The Long Run with four friends and uh, my boyfriend Scott and we still are looking for our um, genre we don't know yet but definitely some skate punk influences some melodic hardcore and yeah so we are very happy to to write songs it's super fun that I wanted to do that for a long time yeah yeah, because you've you've sure guessed what do you call that guest sung on plenty of records, including uh, Trash Diamond. Yeah, song that yeah. one that one uh, best single of the year on uh, <laughs> Punk Rock Meg, and then that yep, ended up yep, we ended yep. up going down to Costa Rica where that and the music video is gold. <laughs> it's super good. I love it. Yeah, they, they yeah, I, love, the I, I, I always <laughs> it's always fun to sing because I love to do acoustic covers, but it's I'm always so happy when a band asks me to do a featuring on an original song. So, And I was like, I want to start my own band. I want to start my own band. But in Quebec City, it's hard. So, so you just yeah, had but, to convince a guy to move in with you and move from L.A. But and you got your guitar two of my <laughs> Two of my bandmates used to be in the band um, Go Great Guns. Okay. They are, they were, and they split and so the timing was pretty good for they them were, uh, to to join us Islands, and they? yeah exactly 
And we also have Seb from Our Darkest Days. Our Darkest Days slowed down a lot too. So everything was pretty aligned. And are we having fun? We have one song released. We have another song that is done. We think we're going to release it after the holidays. And we have another song in progress. And we have like, I don't know, 25 little part of songs everywhere. <laughs> Does does Scott write songs for Ten Foot Pole? Because I thought I heard Dennis say that on stage. A few, yeah. Uh, it's mostly Dennis, but yeah, yeah. Scott is writing a little too. Because mm -hmm. I remember hearing him saying yeah. that Scott wrote this next one, and I thought it was that. Uh, yeah. Forever wrote. He wrote something. a few. I was surprised to hear. Mm. It. I mean, it must he was lying. <laughs> that's like, that's one of the uh, best and... ones from their from their newer era. So. Yeah, and the um, recent album Scott wrote a few songs. Yeah, okay, definitely. Cool. And I, the next song that we're gonna release, I wrote it all of all of the song almost, and nice. I was like, ah, I didn't know I could do that. I started on the piano, starting to find a melody, and I just showed it to the guys, and the guys made it punk rock. And I was like, wow, that's great, it's fun. I want to do it again. That's nice. Awesome. Looking forward to that. I've heard the first song. It's pretty awesome. So oh, thank you. Hurry up and release it so we can hear it. Yeah, it's going to be a little more catchy, a little more pop than the first one. That's okay. Nice. There's, there's a place for that. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, we don't know what will be our genre. We are experimenting, but we are releasing songs. Like, you know. Is it, is it all our... just going to be independent? Are you looking for... I don't know. Don't you have We're enough not... songs to get a label to sign you? Yeah, maybe. But for now, we just want to really throw ideas and see what what we will become. <laughs> but yeah, eventually, why not? It could be fun. Yeah. And then playing some shows would be next once you have more than a handful of songs. Yes. Ready. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for that. I need in-ears because singing full band live is very different <laughs> Singing acoustic with one guitar and two voices. So I, wow. I need like good equipment to hear myself correctly on the stage. So um, I want to work on my cardio. So a lot of preparation. We're, we're, <laughs> we're still thinking about saving up for those. And we know we need them because when you're a smaller band and you're playing all these like, well, look at Ty, he just played legions and other little crazy little halls and little dive bars and mm -hmm. like you never know what to expect like half the time there's like if there is a monitor there it doesn't work or the sound guy doesn't turn it on for yeah you. so you're like you're just kind of guessing and for all you know you're singing completely flat right uh, so i know i've heard some, i know some playback from some of the times and i'm like this is why was i, I singing so live i oh, know i did some live featuring when i didn't do any Sound check just for fun with a band, and oh, after that, sometimes I listen to me and I'm like, oh. Is that part of the reason you didn't get on stage with Pennywise? Bad, <laughs> bad experience. You're like, oh, I can't. What if I mess it up? You know. Actually, it would have been the only part that I could be uh, confident to sing because it's just like one guitar, and I could, I could definitely hear, but <laughs> fair, fair. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, chance. I was just intimidating and I felt like the crowd wouldn't like it. So I just I passed, but I was like, that's a rad moment. Yeah, I should have said, fuck the crowd. 
<laughs> looking back. No. Honestly, I think I've I think I would have done the same thing in so much pressure and like you weren't you weren't ready to do it or whatever. Maybe if you had a thought if you had a known beforehand or something, like Yeah, but it, I thought it's such a big moment of a show. Because it's the first Pennywise song, Pennywise quote unquote, it's not their song that I knew back in the days and I was like, no, it's but <laughs> I don't know. I was just happy he asked me. Uh, it made my it made my day anyway. <laughs> nice. I would love to sing Laurie Mayer's on the last No FX show in Montreal, though. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. they just announced a uh, Punk and Drublick in Edmonton, so mm. they're coming. I thought they weren't coming back because the last time he said Edmonton was the last time he was coming, and now they're coming back. So Ty doesn't believe yeah. that it's a, that it's he's actually quitting. He thinks. Gonna keep doing more and more farewells. You think they're gonna do a radio uh, a reunion show like in a year? <laughs> well, I mean, DOA's DOA's first uh, farewell tour was like twenty years ago, and they're <laughs> they still play a playing. Lot. They I play know, a they, lot. Now. They play every every year in Quebec. I've never seen them though. Well, um, okay, he's, yeah, he's they're to, old school. He used to to uh, retire from the punk scene because he was running for office. To be a politician, oh. then he wouldn't win. So he's all right. You go on tour again, farewell tour. Go back, lose. But he, I think he eventually got on as like a city councilor in he, Burnaby or something. He's yeah, I believe he's still currently city councilor in Burnaby. So he just plans his tours around his duties there and everything. Mm. He's like Green Party or something. Yeah, Green Party. Yeah, I don't think he'd win uh, on that. that platform, but. <laughs> Maybe not. I can only hope. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll start yeah, wrapping. Yeah, that, that, that's a challenge. In Alberta. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, we'll start wrapping this up. But since me and Ty like to get weird sometimes with the show, and uh, we mentioned how Quebec City is a very old city, very a lot of history there. I'm just curious, is there any like buildings that are considered haunted there? And if you believe in mm. ghosts, have you ever seen one or have you ever heard stories like, oh, that old venue, because it's the building's 300 years old, but there's ghosts in there. Have you ever heard anything like that? No, I don't believe in ghosts at all, but I do have had an experiment, an experience about that when I was young. Oh. Want me to you want yeah. to tell that? Please but do. I don't believe in ghosts, but I used to work. It was very creepy, okay? I used to work as a night... Um, Surveillance, uh, how do you call it? I, I used to work in a nursing home at night. Security. It was a very weird place. It was a private place. It wasn't run by the government. It was a private place in La Saint-Laurette, my hometown. And so I used to work at night. And if some people ha- needed help, I could like help them a little. And But I, I, I'm not a nurse. or I, they, they shouldn't hire me. I was 18. <laughs> I, I had no, <laughs> I wasn't a nurse student or anything, okay? So basically my job was just to, when someone with dementia uh, wanted to get up, I needed to to walk them back to their room or call 911 and st- if something happened and blah, blah, blah. So, And in the basement, they used to rent rooms to my like younger people or whatever and i knew that in the room 116 i was like yeah someone died a few months ago and uh 
all summer at night the room was ringing on my page page it what because when someone would ring i would see the room number so i could go and see them but the room 116 used to 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 ring all the night like sometimes 20 times in a row like the call <laughs> button to call a nurse yeah but then what? so i talked to the boss and he said oh there's no more electrical there because I rent I'm gonna rent the room to someone else like to like younger people and you don't believe in ghosts no I don't believe in ghosts at all I know so that what do you think what do you think was happening it's electric things or okay. something I don't yeah, yeah. or maybe it's someone who because it's a page so there's definitely probably a phone number related to it so maybe someone but I don't believe in ghosts <laughs> But so I was spooky. fucking scared at the time. <laughs> and it used to happen to my friend who was doing the other nights in the week. We were two to do all the, the nights. So at the end of the summer, we would do every night together. <laughs> so for one <laughs> night, she was paid, but I was there and vice versa because we were really scared. But that's I still don't That's 100%. 100% that's a ghost. <laughs> For sure. I don't think so. Why? <laughs> it's spooky no matter what. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Scary. Very spooky. That was, oh, yeah. That was really weird. That that was such a re uh, weird job. I believe. Well. Any, anything that happens, <laughs> like, I've worked evening shift and stuff, and just weird being out in not your house late at night. Like, it's when you're not partying, you know, like when you're just like out doing Once I, I fell asleep on the couch and I burned the oatmeal <laughs> and the smoke detector started. I was like, oh no. Man, the dumb shit we did when we were 18. Right? <laughs> Burning oatmeal. Yep. Was, only that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that was probably around the same age and I had an apartment <laughs> building. I was living with a buddy, but he ended up like got a girlfriend, so he's always at her house. And I was like cooking bacon. Mm. And I just I'm like, well, while I'm cooking this, I'm gonna go <laughs> smoke a joint in my room. I did that and completely like started playing on my computer. Fucking forgot what I was doing. All of a sudden I heard like the like the oh. the smoke detector smoke just like beeping like crazy. I'm like, oh fuck. So oh. I like, run out and it's like a freaking grease fire like happening in my what? kitchen i'm like oh shit like so i grabbed the thing to like grab it and i was like oh, i gotta throw this so i was gonna run to the fucking bathtub to throw it in there and i ended up spilling fucking hot <gasps> grease on my own arm wow and then i just dumped it out and i was like i think even like by the time i moved out there was still like <laughs> burn marks all over the fucking wall and the, the hood or whatever but i don't know i don't have any permanent scars so it must not have been that bad but <laughs> It's definitely like, and I think I just made, uh, more, made more bacon after that. <laughs> that's really more that's bacon. good story. I wasn't the, the smartest guy when I was 18. I mean, still not, but it was even dumber back then. Yeah. So, some people burn oatmeal, others start grease fires in their kitchen. <laughs> I was freaking out because I, I woke up in time, but what if uh, a fire started? I was alone with like 20. Elderies, that could have been dramatic. Uh, oh yeah, that, that oh, would have been good. There was a a guy 
downstairs was renting a room and he was always going upstairs and saying creepy things to me like you're pretty <laughs> you look like an old singer named um, René Martel you look like René Martel do you have a smoke <laughs> 4 a.m. No, I'm good. Titus the same thing now. He's only 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, we could have um, write a song called uh, <laughs> "Talk in a <laughs> Talk in a Nursing Home." It's talk in a nursing yeah. Home. <laughs> or, or we could start a new band called Panic at the Dementia Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I'm in. You just tell me what instrument I'm on. I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess we can let you go. It's a little bit later in Quebec City. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how about you choose one last song and we'll let you get on your way. It's a band, It's an album that I listen to all the time. It's Krang. They mm -hmm. released such a great album, Make Arcade Great Again, a few years ago. And my favorite song is the last one on the album, Counting Days. Do you have a lot of albums that your favorite is the last one? Uh, I usually would like to get to the end because I know with like bands like the Flatliners, they kind of have like a more epic song at the end. Or if you go mm -hmm. way back, the song would play and then there'd be that dead air for few minutes and uh -huh. get the secret songs. <laughs> oh, the secret song. I miss, I miss yeah, that so about, the, uh... about CDs. For sure. So this Krang song is so good. I love the melody so much. I want to cover it on the piano and vocals. Maybe yeah, I'll do it someday. I love this album too. I know there's kind of some... I don't know if it was this album. I know Krang had some issues because they're... The record label they were putting it out on. I don't know if it was this one, but... Oh, really? Going under, yeah. If you remember Bird Attack records. Kind of oh, they were on Bird Attack? With one of the... I don't oh. know if it was this one, but they definitely had an oh, album already to go with band yeah, they're about ready to put it out, and then all of a sudden, yeah, that label kind of vanished off the face of the air. So they kind of like, that's cringe. I know. That album yeah, is, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that album is is phenomenal. And what are they from? Czech oh Republic yeah, or something, eh? What? They're from Czech Republic or Czechia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Change the name, I think. Yeah, I have a shirt with like the little dude from Ninja Turtles on it, but. It's gray. Uh, I don't really like. Uh, I don't mind like charcoal gray, but it's just like the normal like. I think Stan the in the band had another band before Decent Criminal. That's it. Okay, I've seen their name pop I up. Think. I didn't realize it was the same guys. That's funny. But I'm a huge fan of Krang. This album is bring brings me so much joy. I like. I love it. Yeah. I'm like I smiling, know. singing the song. I got to get my this paws on, like, on the record because I fucking. Enjoy collecting vinyl as well, and I uh, I don't have that one because it's brutally expensive to uh, I to know order from overseas. It's it's brutally expensive to send anywhere in Canada because that's what we're doing with this label. We bring stuff over like uh, making yeah. friends and bands like that. Oh, but then you bands. go to send it. Even sending it to Ty over in BC was like twenty bucks shipping. You know, so it's Oof. it's no, it's hard there. with shipping inflation bad. and stuff. It's yeah, I need to slow down on vinyl too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On I, I need to slow down on vinyl and Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. That's, that's what life's all about. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time and hope you had a good Thank time hanging so out much. with us. Hopefully the folks Yeah, it was super fun. Super fun times. Awesome. And yeah, if you're ever 
need a last minute desperation guest for your show once you get it going. Me and Ty are down. So. Oh, I need to work on my Canadian culture. <laughs> I promise if you have us on your, well, if you have me on your show, I won't talk about any of that bullshit. Okay. <laughs> we'll have like a good show. It'll be it was sweet. fun. <laughs> Don't listen to this guy. Thanks. Me too. He's a Me too. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing but a stubble jumping jinker, this guy. Don't trust him. Stubble jumping <laughs> blue noser. All right. All right well, hey, thank you guys. Yeah, it was but... super fun. Counting days and weeks. Why am I doing this? The things I love to do seem like memories. I'm gonna find what I lost There's no way to pay the cost I am slowly fading Staring at the ceiling With no reason why The clock's are ticking This routine makes me feel so fed up Makes me so fed up A punk rocket you're listening to denim radio and that's the ball game all right so another episode of denim radio is in the books and yeah we've we've went back to the french quebecois well quite a few times um i just i know a lot of people out there and emily i mean like you said if you're somewhat invested in the punk rock community especially like the skate punk stuff you probably know who she is and if you didn't now you do. So hopefully you enjoyed that chat. What about you? Did you enjoy it? Oh, that was a great chat. It was a pleasure to speak with her. Uh, you know, I've you see her around and I heard her on your song, Stock in the Park. That was one of the first full songs I heard her sing on. And I've been following her show on Instagram for for a couple of years now and she's been very generous in playing our releases even before we had a big shot record label like high-end denim with the pencil pushers and the credit cards and everything like that and uh so she just seems like a nice nice person that does a lot for the scene so thanks for coming on emily yeah 100 percent. she was uh yeah because in addition to meeting her when i was out east she had interviewed us for one of her shows when Different, different line of the trash ambulance before Ozone and Reiki were involved. And I can't remember if... We just kind of stayed in touch. Like, she popped on on my old show and did a few 
interviews and stuff. And just when she was starting her own, she was kind of asking me some questions about the best way to to do it and everything. And then, oh, how do you get the permission and <laughs> legally to play all these songs? I'm like, well, legally is such a <laughs> matter of perspective, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I just, my, my, uh, you know, my way of thinking was it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission and get denied. So it's like, and you know what? The only time it really got affected is on uh, when I was uploading the full episodes to YouTube. Sometimes some of those songs would get flagged by the record labels and they just like mute it or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of those episodes are still online, but I've never went back and listened to see if... uh, (laughs) You know, if they were removed or not, but that's 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 just the only thing. I mean, I'm I could see if this podcast is making millions and we're playing people's songs, then yeah, obviously shoot the people you're playing their music a couple bucks for for their time. But at this point, it's just about sharing music we love and hoping other people will go buy it because they liked it or go pick up a ticket and catch them live if they're in the area. You know, so so yeah, as far as that goes. We totally have permission. We have express oral consent <laughs> from all the bands we play. We were partying that time and asked them, and they said yes. So that that counts, right? <laughs> yep. Hey, we're fr- we're from a different generation. We're from the LimeWire burning CDs days. We're the Napster kids, you know. We're the Napster kids. Call me the Kazal kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Kid Kazaa, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Let me do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to punch up what you said, but like, come on, Kid Kazaa sounds way better for team sure. effort. Team effort. Team effort. I remember I had a few friends that pronounced it Kaza. You got Kaza? Uh, yeah. But I like to call it Computer Destroyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, why? Why did you download fucking, you know, Pennywise? openroad.exe <laughs> you're telling me that wasn't a, a song but yeah it definitely just probably destroyed a few computers because you know you wreck the family computer once and you never stop hearing about it oh what are you downloading don't download anything I don't want to get a virus <laughs> shut up mom you, don't even need it. Yeah. you can play solitaire the old school way you don't need the computer <laughs> Maybe yeah. not free cell. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not Minesweeper. But yeah, man. We're going to wrap this up. It was a pretty girthy conversation. We had a little girthy intro. You're tuckered out from your tour. Um, I got lots of... Plum tucked. Uh, I got lots of uh, editing to do. Um, we do have another interview scheduled. We actually have a few more on the docket, so we're kind of going to stay ahead of it. So hopefully you don't have to hear us just babbling back and forth again. Although we do have other ideas to make it a little more uh, exciting the next time we do that. But I do I do think it was a decent episode. People did tune in a bit. And yeah, that's all I got to talk about, man. Um, hope you guys dug this episode and stay tuned because we're ha- going to have at least two more because we have the interviews uh, scheduled. I just kind of re- reached into my Rolodex of contacts I had from another life and kind of letting people know that we're doing this show now and you know, got a lot of responses from people that are uh, down to to chat or keep us in mind when they have uh, new stuff on the horizon. So, 
yeah, we're going to be a little bit better. And before you know it, man, this year's going to be over. So, yeah. All right, you got anything to add? No, just thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, you need to get a shot of penicillin after that. <laughs> oh, wait, you brought your wife. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding all the high-end den- denim boys are very uh <laughs> above board humans no ladies oh, are yeah. for them yeah no there's <laughs> just honestly dude because there was a lot there was a lot but they were like no not for us thank you <laughs> <laughs> no thank you we're good boys <laughs> All right, yeah, <laughs> not wasn't an issue. Wasn't an issue for us. <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks, buddy. It was good to, to talk to you, Josh. Yeah, well, I know with us, we're not looking for girls. We're looking for slices and burgers at the end of the night, <laughs> and then <laughs> going the fuck to bed. And ban fools for your podcast. Yeah, that's true. I like all those. Yeah, fools. cool, Love buddy. Me a band for. well it's good chatting with you you uh get some rest and we're gonna do this again in a couple days so all you folks at home this has been jock that over there is ty this is denim radio and we'll be back in one week peace but before we go here is remy vero with his brand new song i fell in it when i was a kid check it out Just